Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dag Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. You just want to bow down your head and thank the Lord for a Sunday in church. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. Thank him for his grace and his mercy that finds you in church when you could have been in so many other places. And pray for yourself that your heart will be soft to the word of God. It will be a soft heart. A heart that God will like. A heart in which he can just place his word and it will yield some fruits. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful to be with you on a Sunday. Thank you that we can gather together in your presence. Thank you for your grace upon us in the past week. Your deliverances, the many things that you have done. We are so grateful. As we come before your throne of grace this morning, as we come before your word, I pray that your word will sink deep down into us, oh God. Let it be well with us, in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. I just need to make a comment as I ask that everybody should stand up, let us pray. I noticed several of you sitting if you don't have a health problem, and if you are not over the age of 60, I don't see why you were sitting. Yeah, so let me just correct it. Allow me to just correct it. Is that okay? The Bible says there's a way you must behave in the house of God. And when you go to the house of God and they say, stand up, you stand. When you go to the house of, the God, of God and they say, say amen, you say amen. Is that okay? Uh-huh. Because some of you, you don't respect God. That's why when you come to the house of God, you have come with yourself and your ways. But when you come to the house of God, you are taught something. Are you okay? Because there are places where as soon as the word of God is being preached, people sort themselves out to sleep. If you do it here, you'll be very sorry. <laughs> hey, is she fighting with us? At all, I won't fight. how can I fight with you? I'm teaching you the correct thing. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. When you are a child and you are being taught something in the house and you don't do it, and then you go out, your mother was teaching you how to cook, teaching you how to cook. You say you won't learn it. Hey! Then one day you are somewhere, and then they say cook. Hey! And then you make the light soup, and then you pour palm oil inside. And then you say, it is palm soup. Hey! Trouble has caught you. 
but it shall not be your story. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we've been studying on tithing. And I'm so happy about this particular study because there have been so many things said. I don't know why it is an unbeliever's business whether I pay tithe or not. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Do you have any comments to make about the Ramadan fast that the Muslims do? You don't have anything to say. Ask your neighbor, please. Do you have anything to say? Is it, I mean, why is it not your business? Because that's not your religion. It is the business of those who are in it. Are you here? Uh-huh. So in the same way, a non-believer, somebody who doesn't believe the Bible, and somebody who is writing his own version, he doesn't have anything to say about your Christianity and my Christianity, and he has nothing to say about our tithes. Yeah. Amen. And so in the past two weeks, we've, we've talked a lot about a lot of things, the kind of thoughts that go through, the reason why you are a believer and you don't tithe. You see, the reason is that either you don't believe God properly, you are just doing something, so you have come to church. That one too, there are a lot of people like that. A lot of people, they come and sit in church, they say they are a Christian. Well, if you go and sit in a garage, I suppose you are a car. Hey, so it's not that that me. You can sit in forty-five churches. It doesn't make you a Christian. Hey, are you there? Yeah. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you've given your life to Him. You are a Christian. Amen. Those are the people called Christians. It's not a decoration. It's not something you inherit. Recently, somebody told me that she was born a Christian. I must ask her that Ah, God is your grandfather. Please ask your neighbor, is God your father or your grandfather? <laughs> and if the person says that it's his grandfather, he was born a Christian, tell the person that, please, God dear, he's a father, but he doesn't have any grandchildren. He has only children, no grandchildren. Are you in the house? And the reason is because your father cannot believe God for you. Your mother cannot receive Christ for you. Your sister cannot receive Christ for you. Your brother cannot receive. Only you can receive him for yourself. They can only talk to you about it, hope that you will change your mind, hope that you will come, but they can't receive him for you. Amen. It's a, tell your neighbor, it's a one-on-one. -on -one. Then ask them again. So you, as you are there, as you are there. Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life as we are standing here this morning? Hey. As you are standing here this morning, as we are here, if Jesus should come suddenly, the Bible says he'll come like a thief in the night. And he's suddenly here, it's time to go. Will you be going some or not? I don't know why I'm preaching the end of the service at the beginning. But maybe it is because you are here this morning and you have planned that you are going in the next 10 minutes. I don't mind, but as you are going, ask yourself the question. If Jesus should come tonight, <laughs> Oh, God forbid, your time is up. And it's time for you to be summoned to heaven. Now, death, it doesn't know any age. Oh. It doesn't know any age, I tell you. It doesn't respect age at all. Hey. And the way people who are supposed to die don't die. And those who shouldn't die. <laughs> hey. A certain friend of mine got cancer, and the way the thing was, she should have gone. 
not only did she not go, they did the operation. The next thing I knew, I saw emails. She has gone back to work. She was flying from somewhere to somewhere. Hey! Then the thing didn't go. Then another operation. She went, it's not simple, those things. And all the chemicals. No, 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 no. Recently, my husband saw her. He said, oh, she's planning. She was on her way. <laughs> hey! Meanwhile, she has come to the door of death. Oh, but oh, it's like, oh, it's not time to enter. Then she'll turn around. Yeah. But some other people too, it's not expected. And suddenly, they have reported home. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know the day. So even as you are planning to leave in 10 minutes time, consider. Consider your stand. If he were to come now, will you go with him? Or will you go to hell? Ish. Let us, the rest of us, we are continuing with our preaching on tithing. <laughs> because I don't know why I added this bit. I have no idea. It's normal at the end of the service. Hallelujah. But the Holy Ghost is in charge. Push your neighbor and say the Holy Ghost is in charge. Amen. Now, before I get into my preaching, I just need to announce that coming next, starting from next week, everybody who enters into the church will be searched. So when you come in and they say, pass here, and somebody says, stretch out your hands, please don't be offended. Yeah, don't be offended. Yeah, as you can see, religious places are also under attack. I'm just coming from a meeting this week. Not only were searchings done, they were even using, um, I don't know what they call it, but you know what I mean. I was, I said, hey! Yeah. Not all men have faith. That's why, who was singing about the evil? Zoe, yeah, I like, I like, Zoe's song has explained it. That's people, you would think. Why should anybody come here as we are sitting here happily? With a gun. So please, when you are coming to church, don't bring anything with you. Is it okay? It's just easier for you. Don't bring a backpack. If you bring a backpack, we will search it well. Uh-huh. Are you there? Don't leave it on the chair and go away. When you come, it won't be there. Nobody has stolen it. We have thrown it away so that if there's a bomb inside, you should go and explode. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because eh, you, you can be saying that, eh, but it is a church. Listen, in the church, you still engage your mind. The Bible says that Jesus was the wisdom and the power. So it's not only power, you use your common sense as well. That's why you lock your door in the night. Otherwise, you shall be leaving it open and saying that after all, the power because. But you lock your door. Ask your neighbor, have you not been locking your door, your main door in the night? Some of you, you lock the main door, then the hall door, then you come lock your room door. They will lock every door you are locking. Lock. Why do you lock it? Eh? Why do you lock it? Hallelujah. So, so we're making this announcement. Amen. Ladies, if you bring a handbag, somebody will open it. Another lady will open it and search it. Please. I have to say it because ladies, you know our things. We'll come then. We'll say that because you know me, I don't expect you. The, the people who be standing at the gate, eh, they can be your blood brother. They will search you. They could even have climbed out of the same bed with you. That morning. They will search you. Uh-huh. Amen. So you are, there's no brother in it. There's no sister. There is no pastor in it. There's no shepherd in it. We will search all. Oh, are you saying that our pastors? No, people plant things on people. Yeah. 
People plant things on people. Amen. Is that okay? So just be aware. Somebody say, oh, then you should do it in secret. No, don't you see that CTTV is there and people are still stealing? <laughs> You'd have thought that because it's being recorded and people know. Or they know that on the road there's a TV, but they are still speeding. You forget. Yeah, so they inform you before. So just be informed. Is that all right? Is it okay? And if you come walking around suspiciously and our security team take you out and question you, just answer the questions. It was because of your suspicious behavior. Because as of now, they have been empowered to do so. Hey, so who are they? You will see them. Don't worry. They are here. They are here. Ask your neighbor, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are walking right and doing right, you will see that you, you have no fear. Amen. Powerful. So let us continue. Today, I want to talk to you from one of my favorite chapters in this book on tithing. Why non-tithing Christians become poor? And how tithing Christians can become rich. If you are a Christian, you have brought yourself into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, we are here on earth though, and we are under the laws of Ghana, but we are also part of another kingdom that you don't see, and that's the kingdom of God. Are you with me? And it is important that you choose as a Christian to work with the laws of God. It's more important than you cooperating with the laws of the world. Because the laws of the world will never tell you how to make honest money. Yeah. As you can see, all financial systems are dropping one by one. As you can see, not only in Ghana, everywhere. Everywhere. Maybe you didn't know, but even a bank like Barclays that they thought was very solid, it has sold out. You didn't know. They were wiser than some people. They kept the name. Hmm. Hey, fear has entered the church. <laughs> Some people woke up now, consolidated bank. <laughs> yeah. So things are happening. But God's laws, when you submit yourself to them, they actually work. And that's why I'm so happy to share with you today my favorite chapter in this book. Why God established the, the tithe. Why God established the tithe. When you see the reasons why and you understand the reasons why, Everything an unbeliever is saying about tithe will be like nonsense to you. Because you understand why God established the tithe. Hallelujah. I believe that you remember that we were talking about Malachi 3. And we went to verse 10, 9, 10 thereabouts. And we talked about the fact that God said that you are stealing from me. And you are saying that how is it that I'm stealing? Why are you saying I'm stealing? He said, because you have not paid your tithe. Now, why did he establish the tithe? What was his main reason? There are so many reasons. I don't know if I'll be able to talk about all of them. But we will go through. Amen? And after service, you can also get a copy of the book. Now, one of the reasons why God established the tithe is to remind you of where you come from, where you came from. If you are an honest tither, the reason why I'm saying honest tither is because the tithe is at least 10%. The Bible says give 10% of your income to God. If you are honestly giving your 10%, you will discover that the tithe that you were giving five years ago is very small compared to what you are giving today. And inflation doesn't have anything to do with it. 
It is simply that as you have given your tithe, God has also been prospering you. Ashes, I don't know why the doors are so untidily. I mean, some open, some shut. What was the point? Are you with me? Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy chapter 26, when you go home, read it well, right from verse 1. It's the, it's the school of the tithe. That's where you find out God's purpose when he was instituting the tithe. It's written there. Amen. Let us read from verse 4 to verse 6. The priest shall take the basket out of your hand. This is when you have come to him with your tithe. And set it down before the altar of the Lord God. And you will speak and say before the Lord. So this is your prayer to God. What, you, what they were supposed to say as they bring the tithe. A Syrian ready to perish was my father. And he went down to Egypt and sojourned there with a few. In other words, they were to come before God and recall before God where they were coming from. And so God instituted the tithe because when you come with your tithe, you are, re you, you are reminded of what you didn't have before. And now you have it and you have brought it. Are you here? If you even look in our traditions, you'll see that many of the festivals that have become some way, originally they were supposed to just say thanks, remembering where they came from. I am a girl. The girls have the homowo, and the homowo was supposed to be, they claim that we came from, have you heard it or you have not heard it before, that we came from somewhere that I won't mention in the microphone, and then walked all the way across Egypt down the Nile and came to Accra, and after getting there and settling, and God has settled us, and then suddenly the people have planted food and gotten food, and then they came with this as an, a thanksgiving. Are you there? And so are you saying that... Please, I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God was saying to the Israelites, look, after all the things that you have been through, after all that has happened with you, now that you've come into the promised land and you have settled and everything is going well, now bring the first fruits before me. And when you bring it, come and recall and recount before me what has gone on. And he said that, look, my father was a wanderer. He was just walking around. And some of us who are here, that's sto our story. That's our story. You had nothing. Or as you came, you had something. You had nothing. And somehow, God put you together. You started paying your tithe. And even as you were paying your tithe, you didn't even know so much about what it meant. But as you look back, you can see that, ah, it's not as it used to be. It's not as it used to be. Are you in the house? It's not as it used to be. And it reminds you of where God brought you from. Where God brought you from. Ask your neighbor, where has God brought you from? Some of you, when you started paying tithe, your tithe was coins. Yeah, it was coins. Some of you, when you started paying your tithe, you paid this month and you won't pay next month. Not because you were skipping, but you had no income. You had no income. Yeah. You had no income, so you didn't pay. There are people who say that, oh, I didn't pay my tithe because I didn't have anything. Can I give you some advice? Can I give you some advice? Take an empty envelope. Put it in the, in the basket. If what you are saying is true. <laughs> you are very quiet. Too. It is when you take that envelope and you are about to write your name on it and say tithe, zero, because 10% of zero is zero. That's when you suddenly realize that, ah, but somebody gave me 20 Ghana. 
I shall put two CDs inside. And you see that you see you, you have become a liar. Even in your lack, something came. That was why Sharon was sharing with us that she didn't have a job. But every week she was paying tight. Meaning that every week, God brought something her way and she would take the 10% out and put it inside. You'll be there and be saying that, eh, I don't have, I don't have. That's why you're not having her stage so long. No, it is true. So as you bring your tithe, it's a way of saying, thank you. You've given me something. You see, as a nation, eh, we have perfected the art of complaining. And I think we have to stop. We have to stop and rather perfect the art of thanksgiving to the God who has kept us alive. Until you travel, you will not know that we are blessed. May you travel. When you travel and when you get back home, you say, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. I was recently on a flight full of some young ladies who some young ladies who had looked at some adverts and decided to go and work in the Middle East. <laughs> From Addis Ababa to Ghana, it's a five-hour, five-and-a-half-hour flight. They talked non-stop on the flight. Why were they talking? Because, number one, they never knew that they would ever stay home again. They never knew. As they boarded the plane, the excitement was too much. Hey, hey, we are they were speaking tree. <laughs> are you there? As they were boarding, then they were trading the stories of the things that had happened to them in the months that they had been there. <laughs> are you there? And I said, uh, these ones. Look, they were so excited. There's a card that you fill. You'll be traveling, so let me tell you. As you are coming, everybody fills an, immig- an immigration card as you come in that you are returning. They were too excited to fill it. <laughs> Some of them, look, when they got to the place, they're telling them, look, you have to write the address of them. They said, look, I don't know the address. I don't want to remember the address. I can't think of the address. This is my home. I just want to go home. Yeah. Ghana. <laughs> not another homo Ghana they had gone to walk in the lands where there's oil and there's riches and here they were hey as the flight was landing they say hey oh yeah are you there start thanking God a little you have a job and you have been insulting God every day that the job is not good. Maybe you don't know what it is to be jobless. Hey! Hmm. Hey, me, it's not like that. So I'm just a student. Maybe you don't know what it is to be a student who can't get a place in a school. Not that you don't have brain, but you don't have place. Hmm. Hey! Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. That's why God established the tithe. Because as you pay it, it's just a little way to say thank you so much. And he's not asking you for everything, no. He says, you take 90% is for you. Give me 10%. Then you are annoyed. Let me ask you a question. Your parents who looked after you, after they've looked after you, don't you take something from your salary? to send? That's if you're a proper child. Some of you, I don't know what you are. (laughs) 
Because I know some children who say, hey, but what I'm earning is not enough. They too, what they were earning, it was not enough, but they used it to look after you. Yeah. And I don't have much. It's not the much. Just institute the thing. And you give it to your parents. And God is saying 10%. Then you are annoyed. Then you are giving sermons. And it's in the Old Testament. It's not in the New Testament. We resolved that one the first week. Please tell your neighbor if you were not here, buy the book. Go and study. Go and study and stop. Stop it. Go and study. Study your Bible. You see, because it is the devil who's trying to keep you where you are and ensure that you don't pay your tithe. But I tell you, paying your tithe shows to God that you are grateful. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. That you are grateful. Ask your neighbor, are you a grateful person? You see, that's why I'm talking about Ghana, because I find that so ungrateful. Yeah, I find that so ungrateful. When we walk in places where there isn't even any freedom to walk around. Hey, we went to some place. We didn't, look, even to get out of the bus, we were afraid. Because don't do here this year. You don't do this one. You don't do this one. You don't do. You don't do. The whole town was that don't do, don't do. Look, we just sat back on the bus. Please take us away from here. Hey, what kind of place is this? Hey, don't cross your leg. Don't sit here. Hey. That same country, when we came, we were a group of people together, then we were talking, chatting, then some tram, some train, we jumped inside the train, and we were talking, and somebody said, excuse me, where you are standing? If men stand here, they'll be arrested. The men had to, hey, Lord Jesus, hey! Uh, please, when you climb Tratra, does anybody tell you that only women sit at this side of the Tratra? We will arrest any man who's, have you heard some before? What to be that? Hey! Charlie! <laughs> Are you in the house? Or they told us, look, because the men among us were a lot. And they said, look, the men will be arrested. That this place is... <laughs> don't, 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 if you are sitting by a sister who is wearing trousers, tell her that, hmm. Some other places, you know, hmm. If you are sitting by a sister with earrings, tell her, hey, my daughter, you know, look at her big earring. Hey! The earring is big too. Yeah, you are very hot. I'm saying it, you see. And this is all the gratitude that we don't give to God. And he knows how we are. And so he just said, listen, end of Monday, when you bring your 10%, I will see your thankfulness inside. I will see your thankfulness inside. That one too, you are quarreling with him about it. Oh, we will not quarrel. Tell your neighbor. We will not quarrel. Ask your neighbor, when last did you pay your tithe? Hey! If I start from one end of the room, I start. When do you pay your tithe? When do you pay your tithe? When do you... Hey, Rade! Hey, Rade Hassan Beba. Hey! Very soon, I will start checking tithes in the church. I have to check it. Because when you are coming with your demands, you know, the church has become quiet suddenly. Yeah. You are coming with your demand. My grandfather's uncle's auntie's mother's wife's son's child died. And the church should be there. Meanwhile, you have not paid your tithe. Eh, but pastor, if I don't pay my tithe, what does it mean? Sure, I read about you this morning. Matthew chapter 6. Find the scripture. It says that... Eh, your treasure, your treasure, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. <laughs> Matthew, was it not chapter 6? 19, or two. we started in 19, but I think it's 
Oh, why cry? No, it's a screen. No, oh. That's why most of the time I just use my iPad, Niger. <laughs> where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And so when you bring your tithe into the church, you've brought your treasure, your heart will be there. Please continue. continue. <laughs> Master, continue lie. See, we're not listening to the scripture. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I don't mind who you are. If your treasure is not here, you may have been here since you were delivered as a fresh baby. Your heart is not here. Yeah. Because if your heart were here, your treasure will also be here. Yeah. And paying your tithe shows God where your heart is. Then you are here, you are insisting that we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. Let me tell you something. If you are coming for marriage counseling, I will check your tithe record. I won't lie to you. Yes, I'll check it. Won't you have tithe? I won't mind you at all. Marry where you like. You'll be giving me speeches. What school will you go to that you don't pay fees? Then they'll be allowing you to be continuing. Hey, it's not a school. It's a church. It is a church. And the owner of the church says that for the church to continue to exist, bring the tithe. How do you think we pay light? You have not seen us struggling with microphones over here. Because there's no government agency that provides us microphones. We have to pay our own. When you shake the thing, that's why some singers will be singing the mic is working. Some, are, when they take it, no, it stops. Because in the handing of another, they shook the thing. Oh, hey, hey. I didn't kaput. <laughs> hey! And the reason is because not enough people pay their tithe. On an average somebody Sunday, there are 900 people sitting here. If everybody's tithe was 10 Ghana cities, that's 9,000 per week. And I can tell you, it's not 9,000 per week, I can tell you. Free of charge. <laughs> so I will check. What again will I be checking the tithe for? As for funeral, and we even mind you if you don't bring your tithe. That one I can just tell you. Even if it is you yourself who has died, they should bury you somewhere. <laughs> After our park day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's why we are taking time to preach four weeks on tithing. Because as soon as we are done, these are the things that are going to happen. You have taken us for a ride long enough. Hey. Musari will have every day during your dream exam. I'll be sending you free exam prayer. Mesha will tithe, answer. Mesha will tithe. I will check your tithe, I tell you. From next semester, I will create a page and I will send the prayer to that page and I will warn them if you move this prayer from here to another page, you will fail. Ah, wait to train. Because Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 12 says that. You should bring the tithe and give it to the Levite. So you should even have been giving it to me to put in my pocket. But because this stubborn and proud generation that has come, we are afraid of you. That's why we just put it inside the church coffers. Yeah. But it was the way God had planned to take care of his men of God and his women of God. He planned that this was how it would be done. And today, we are here talking about lay pastors and pushing lay pastors because if they were to become full-time pastors, they would all starve. 
this generation that will be there. Now you are saying that we should come and bury or this, uh, what, marry or that, dedicate. I won't dedicate no baby to nobody who ain't paying time. As far as I'm concerned, you are a visitor. It's okay. As a visitor, you are a visitor. It's all right. Hey. Hey. I'm sorry, wait there. I'm sorry. Don't bring yourself. I have not quarreled with you about the amount of the tithe. We have never quarreled. In fact, we don't even keep record of the amount. All that we do, it was paid. Take. So whether it is 10 pesos, 5 pesos, that one is between you and God, not us. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? It's never about the amount. It's about the existence. Because we don't pay you. We don't know your salary. So we assume that whatever you are bringing, if you bring 200 pesos, we are assuming that your salary is what? Two cities or, or seven. <laughs> we'll never quarrel with you about that. That's why it's between you and God, though. Hey. What kind of change is this? That eh, when the people are coming, yeah. Now they're even going to be searching us on top. <laughs> God established the type to care for the needy and the helpless. It's all there. Deuteronomy 26, verse 13. Because he said, first it was for the Levites, the priests, then the stranger. The fatherless, the widow. In this church, your tithes are not enough. So the truth is that many who are in need, we just build the pastors, the shepherds, Charlie. Bring something. Bring something. Let's see if we can help. Let's see if we can do something. Because the way it is, you know. But if all of us were paying our tithe, you'll see that there will even be enough to take care of people. Yeah. Yeah. Our church has a very strong compassion ministry. Maybe you didn't know about it. Maybe you didn't know about it. Because under that ministry, prisons have been refurbished. Prisoners are fed. All the beggars in Accra are fed once a month. All of them are giving an allowance, and we are praying that it will begin to come up to Kumasi. But it can, the reason why it's only like that, that's, that's all that sounds. Or oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Because if each of us paid our tithe, there will be enough for us to say that wherever the church, where the church is, every month, beggars in that city get something. But, but, turn to your neighbor and say, but. Hey, me, dear, when I was going to pay my school fees, I couldn't pay. And I heard that they have paid my friend's own. Are all of us not paying our tithe in the church? Please, oh, it's not your tithe you have been using. Uh-huh. It's not your money at all. Yeah, you ask the pastors where, hey, please. Have we been billing pastors or not? Have we been collecting your money, little Pastor Yvonne? Have we collected your money? Pastor Isaac is not in Panada. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Paul, have we collected money? Ah, I'll be asking them. Use your money to help sort somebody out. That's not how it was supposed to be. They understand why I've become wild. Yeah. We are even taking the money of the Levites we have refused to pay, no? We have forced them to go and do their own work. And in the Bible, at a point, the Levites went to farm. And when they went to farm, Nehemiah came and said, it is wrong. <laughs> they were supposed to take care of you so that you would take care of them. But since you are not taking care of them, they have gone to farm. I feel you, you have come to with your plate that you want some of the corn. <laughs> 
God established the tithe as money that will be set apart from all secular or worldly purposes. And that is why it doesn't work. And this is in Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 14. I have not eaten of it in my morning. Neither have I taken away anything for any unclean use. Neither have I given it for the dead. But I have hearkened to the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Please, oh, may nobody in your family die. May you not have a funeral. But when you get one, don't use your tithe. That's all. A, a, a funeral is not enough of an excuse. And then how will I pay for the funeral? Please, what funeral are you doing that your 10 cities or 100 cities makes a difference? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Rather, put it there so that more provision will come. So that you can do what you can do, what you must do well. Amen. And the way to avoid using it for other things is to remove it as soon as it comes. Are you with me? Discipline yourself. I say to myself that I will not make any expenditure from this money until the tithe has gone. And, when I, and so I, I have found ways and means to make it happen like that. Amen. Because if you wait, I told you last week, Ghana City is like petrol. <laughs> if you put it in a gallon, close the gallon, <laughs> tape it, put it down. Still, as it is standing, a cup. And that's how Ghana City is. And many of you, you plan to tithe. And you're holding the meat and the money. You take it out and you say, on Sunday. That's why I do the, the, take the tithe every Sunday. Because when you put it down and say, oh, at the end of the month. Before the month ends, like Pedro in Gallon. And nothing is left. So just take it out immediately. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Take an envelope, have it somewhere in your room. Put it inside. Sunday you go, check what is there. And you bring it as a tithe. Hallelujah. I'm ending shortly. Those who were supposed to give me a clock, I don't know when I started. I certainly don't know when I'm ending. Are you there? God established the tithe to have a legal basis upon which to bless his people. A legal basis. Some things are laws. Are you here? Because here they were telling him in Deuteronomy 26, 15, to look down from heaven and bless his people. And this is after they paid their tithe. Why? Because one of the universal laws is the law of sowing and reaping. If you have not sown any seed, no matter the amount of rainfall, there's no harvest. And so God in his wisdom has not left it to us to even remember to sow the seed. He said, you bring it. And as you bring it, he will stand on it as a legal basis. Are you understanding me? Some of you are young people. They give you pocket money every week. Remove the 10%. Because it's your seed. As you bring it, God has a reason to bless you. That seed now is what you sowed, and so it will grow. You there or you know there? God established the tithe as a test of our obedience. Tell your neighbor that I thought you said you have not failed any test in life. <laughs> because as for this test, many have failed. Oh. Yay, many have failed. 
But just as how you come and do the exam again and hope that you will not fail, decide that you will not fail again. It's a test of our obedience. He wanted to see if they would pass it. Are you there? Deuteronomy 26, verse 16 and 17. This day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments. You see, this is after the introduction of the tithe. You will keep them, therefore keep and do them with all your heart and with all your soul. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. So when you gave your tithe, it is showing that you have passed this test of obedience. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And so you decide that I'm taking my tithe and I'm sending, I'm paying my tithe. Amen. And the last one I'm sharing with you for today. God established the tithe in order to create a peculiar and unusual group of prosperous and blessed people on this earth. And this is what happened to the Jews. A prosperous people. Deuteronomy 26 goes on to say, the Lord has about thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he has promised you, and thou shalt keep all his commandments, and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made, in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he has spoken. I thank God that we are alive in this time when we can see that the words of the Lord came to pass in our time. Are you there? It has come to pass. He said all these things. And I thank God that we also grew to hear that we too are a blessed nation, a holy people. We also grew to learn that all the things that he said of the Jews became ours because of Jesus. And one of the things that is very clear is that as the Jews gave of their tithe, and many of them gave, whether they believe or they don't believe, they just do it. And you see that they have fulfilled a certain what should I call it? <laughs> Wealth that has come on them, even in the middle of all their problems. Are you there? Yes. I was looking for some list to be to read for you. If I find it, I'll read it. If I don't find it, we'll do it next time. Yeah, just to show you something. That they become a very peculiar people. Give me a few minutes. Tell and ask your neighbor. Can she have a few minutes? Uh, uh, which, which chapter was this thing? When you start to just reading, grow, 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 grow. At times you don't see it. Yeah. Pastor Kofi, come and look for it for me. It's okay. Ah, it's okay. I've seen it. It was just behind the page I was. <laughs> Are you here? The people who were originally spoken to about tithes, they've been tithing for years, and we can see what has happened to them. Are you here? And we came in after Christ, and we have been told to do the same thing. And you know, people don't like the Jews at all. And yet... Hey, how to turn this thing for people who don't understand things to understand... <laughs> okay. Nine facts. I'll give you some of the facts, not all the nine. Some facts about the wealth of the Jews. 
the wealth of the Jews. And this is, they are looking at the wealth of the Jews in a place like America. And in America, they are a very small part of the population. Yeah, America is like, it's a huge continent. Are you there? And yet, when you look at there, if you take the, all the richest people, the 40 richest people in the U.S., are you there? If you take the rich people, the top richest people, if they are 100, 45 are Jews. 45. Meanwhile, they are not many. I think we have to demonstrate this practically. So, who are the Jews and who are not the Jews? These are not Jews. Come. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, come. So 70% of the nation is made up of different kinds of people. Come, 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 come. Are you here? Will it even work? Please, I need 10 people. So I need how many more? I need three more people. Okay. So here are 10 people. And we are coming to check them. Are you there? And we are saying that. Will this my picture work? It will work. <laughs> Look, oh, we have assembled 10 rich people from the congregation. Are you here? Everybody here is an American. Everybody in the room is an American. Are you there? Yeah. And those who are Jews among them are a small portion. Let's see, like where? Only few. This, yeah. But when we called for the 10 richest people, remember, there are more Spanish people, more Chinese people, more American-Americans, more African-Americans. The Jews are small pet. When we call the 10 richest people, one, two, Three, four, and half. <laughs> they were all from one tribe, the Jews. Do you understand it a little better? Yeah. When you take a random anything, they are Jews. Hey! Please stand together again. Anyway. Now, if we look at. <laughs> Ajay! If we look at <laughs> professors in the U.S., remember, oh, the Jews, they are just a few people. Oh, you don't understand? <laughs> if we take just a few, so, so <laughs> my explanation is not working. <laughs> if all these are all the professors in the whole place, Two of them, one, two, are Jews. <laughs> What's the smallest tribe in Ghana? Do we know? I don't know if we know. There are a lot nationally. But do you understand what we are saying? So when you look at the thing, it doesn't make sense because they are the fewest among us. Are you seeing? They are the fewest among us. And yet, when you look, they rather have more. Uh -huh. Are you there? Yeah. Hey! When they look at all the law firms 
in the place. 40%. That means if there are 10, 4 are the same people. I hope you're understanding the picture. So in other words, as we are all there walking around, money has come to sit in some place. So thank you very much. Please go back down there. So it's like we are all here together. We are all in the same nation, the same school, the same everything. When we go and check, all the money is sitting here. Uh-huh. All the money is sitting here. That's what it means. I-, I hope you get the picture. We are all in the same country. We are all in the same country. But when we go and check, everything we check, ah, they are coming from here. Professors, they are coming from here. Rich people are coming from here. Property owners are coming from here. Law people. <laughs> they are not serious. I've stopped. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the belief is that it's because they tithe. They tithe all the time, and they do it whether they believe or not. They just do it. Amen. I want to end by sharing this one with you. They looked at the income of the average. You see, the the Americans are a mix, okay? Just like how we're also a mix of tribes. And they looked at their income. And they said, if the average U.S. income is 100 What's the income of the average Indian American? If the average is 100, the average Indian American is 60. If the average is 100, the average Mexican is getting 76. If the average is 100, the average Chinese is getting 112. If the average is 100, the average, the African-American is getting 32. Oh, dear, oh. If the average is 100, if the average is 100, the Japanese man there is getting 132. If the average is 100, the average West Indian is getting 94. If the average is 100, the average Jew is getting 172. So you see the same picture. Don't worry. Our own, we will deal with our... That's why we are dealing with our poverty issues. Yeah. Amen. But are you understanding something? And we are saying of these, this peculiar group of people, one of the things they do is tithe. But I thank God. The scriptures bring us to the same level as these so wealthy people. And the Bible calls us a peculiar people, God's own people, a royal priesthood. And to us has been given this task of paying our tithe. Let us pay it and test him and see. Test him. Don't test him. I paid yesterday. I want to see today. What seed grows in one day? Don't bring yourself. But over time, you begin to see that things are beginning to change. And things are beginning to come your way. May God help us to be a 100% tithing church. And may we have every single week somebody coming with a testimony of how as they tithed, God has blessed them. May it be your story in Jesus' name. Rise to your feet. You just want to pray for yourself for a few minutes. Pray for the grace to tithe. Some of you need to just repent of bad attitudes and just ask the Lord to forgive you. 
Some of you need to repent from bad attitudes and bad thoughts and the way you've thought about things. And just talk to God for yourself. Maybe you've always felt that, Lord, I'm too poor to tithe. I want you to talk to him today and tell him that, Lord, even in my situation that is not good, I am starting. I will faithfully give 10%, not 2%, not 3%, but 10% to you. Believing your word that as I do so, you will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing over me. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Oh, yes. Somebody you've been tithing for a long time and you are saying, Lord, remember me. Remember me. Remember my seed, and the Lord is answering you today and say He has not forgotten at all. It is coming up, it is coming up, it is coming up. It is coming up. Make up your mind that from today you will never be found wanting. You will tithe no matter the cost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you so much for instituting the tithe as a way of blessing us. I pray for everyone here who has not been tithing. I pray, Father, that every stubbornness will fall away in Jesus' name. And let it be replaced by the grace to tithe in Jesus' name. Let faith fill our hearts and let us give in faith, believing. I pray for everyone who has been tithing, Father, for the grace to continue to tithe. And to tithe faithfully and regularly. And Lord, may we stand to give testimony as you bless us because we tithe. We ask you for a harvest. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus. If Jesus were to come tonight, you are not sure whether he will pick you as one of his. Then you must say this prayer together with us. Because Jesus says that in order to be saved, you must confess what you have believed in your heart. You must say it. And so this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to make that confession in the midst of the brethren and with others. Confessing that you believe Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord. And giving him the right to take over and to implant himself in your heart. It's a matter of faith. If you are here this afternoon and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, lift up your right hand where you are standing. We're going to pray together. Lift up your right hand where you are standing very quickly. God bless you. I see all your hands all over the room. Please step out and come. We're going to make this confession together. You're going to talk with me. You're going to say it together. Just come. Just come. Just come. And let us pray together. Just come. We're going to pray together. You're going to give your life to Jesus and never doubt it that you are born again. God bless you. There is not only children who give their lives to Christ. There are some adults here also who need to give their lives to Christ. You also find the humility to step out and come.
somebody your heart is beating that's the sign that Jesus is talking to you it's time for you to give your life to Jesus 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 you are here today you are believing yourself all is going well you even come to church regularly but you have not prayed to say to God openly that I'm giving my life to Jesus you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I started this morning by saying that God has no grandchildren you cannot be born a Christian you can be born into a Christian home but that does not make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is that you open your mouth yourself and confess him. That means you say it yourself. And so as we sing this one more time, I want you to step out. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't say it is for children. Don't say it is for others. You come yourself. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? You have to be able to answer that question. And those of you in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today, I come to you today as, a sinner. as a sinner. Please wash me, Please wash me in, the in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me, Cleanse me from, my sins. from my sins. Please write my name, write my name in, the book of life. in the book of life. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior, and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this morning. I pray for your presence in their lives. I pray, Lord, that you would change their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that Jesus will become real to them. As I lay my hands upon them today, oh God, yes. let there be an impartation into their lives. That no matter who they are, where they are from, no matter the circumstance that has brought them here, Lord, let there be a change of life. Let them not be like those who come to church and pray, but their life stays the same. Let there be a change. Let there be a change. Let there be a change. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you.